till I get my money right. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Oli Nation, this is Carlos Reyes, and welcome back to the realest podcast in the game where we bring you the cream of the crop. That's right, the top 1% of the world, and we dig deep to see what makes them tick. Today, I have the founder and CEO of, in my opinion, the world's number one driving for dollars app, Deal Machine. So for those of you out there that are actively in, in uh, real estate wholesaling or flipping or whatever sector you're in, right? Uh, you are going to need this man's application. And today, yes, we're going to get into the business side of things. But before we get there, right, um, I want to just kind of ask Mr. David Leko, right, that is our special guest today, where all this came from, this 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 bright idea, right, this game-changing idea, um, and, uh, and see, you know, if we can pick his brain about other things that he got going on in life. So with that being said, Mr. David Leko, a.k.a., Deal Machine, the number one driving for dollars app, and it does a lot more than that. Mr. David Leckel, welcome, brother. Thank you, Carlos. I'm working I on really that intro, by the way. It. I'm working on that intro. It uh, gave me goosebumps. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Then that, that means it gave that... me goosebumps to hear you say that. Okay. But That's it a is start. a great opening question, I think. Yeah. And much like you got your first deal with 60 cent bandit signs, yeah. and it took yeah. you six months and Fourteen hundred dollars. Twenty four hundred bandit signs. Yeah, for sixty Six cents months, each. Yeah. And sixty cents because they weren't pre printed. It was just the you know, the template, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife would just pound away. This was twenty fourteen. In twenty fourteen. Yes, sir. So I was getting started two years later than that in twenty sixteen. Mm -hmm. And the advice that I heard was to go driving for dollars. So instead of the bandit signs, I was going and looking for these rundown properties and Holy smokes! Hold on. Were you trying to get? Were you trying to become a wholesaler? So that is a good question. Let me rewind just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm like, wait, why and how? Right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, the the why goes goes really far back, but the 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 quick reason was I had this vision of financial freedom, and that to me was going to come through rental properties. Okay. So I was looking for my first rental. I knew in order to get a cash flowing rental property that I would need to find my own deal very likely because all the stuff that I felt was listed wasn't gonna cash flow. Mm -hmm. So that is why I began driving for dollars, putting in the effort to go find a deal that was run down and the owner would definitely need to sell their property. Not everyone who has a rundown house needs to sell, but you've gotta find two, 300 of those kind of properties and reach out. Absolutely. So I spent about a month looking for those properties and I had 40, 50, something like that on my list. And I happened to drive by this busy street where I had known I like wrote one down and somebody else was renovating it. And so I, I looked up the property owner when I got home that night and sure enough, somebody had just changed hands, mm -hmm. right? But I had it on my list and I hadn't reached out to that person yet. So I felt that I had a follow-up problem. It was very frustrating for me. And I put together a basic tool that would allow me to pin the property as soon as I was in front of it, look up through the county records who owns the house, and then send a piece of mail to that owner right then and there. And that way I would never have a deal that I felt like I lost because I didn't follow up and do my job. So let me let me ask you that. Let me ask you this because this was 2016. You said right. 
It was, yeah. 2016. In 2016, was anything out there, was there anything out there that, that can make that an easy process for you? There was one thing that I found that would allow me specifically to pin houses that I found driving for dollars, but it was missing the part of looking up the owner and it was missing the part of following up with a piece of mail. Got so it. that was the specific problem that I was trying to solve. Got so it. that that did not exist. You know, you know, you know what's crazy as entrepreneurs, by the way, a lot of people don't know this, but we're creators and we're problem solvers. Right? Yeah. And all you were trying to do is solve a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, right? that, and, and that's how a lot of our company started. Like we were just trying to solve our own problem. And then it's like, oh, we solved this problem. Now we can offer it to other people. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that's kind of the history, right, of how that went. That is exactly right. Yeah. I had no intention of it becoming a business. It wasn't on the app store for six to nine months mm -hmm. until a few friends were like, I was showing it to some of my friends who were on the, in the real estate meetups in town. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, I wanna What use town, it. by the way, where was all this going down? Indianapolis, okay, Indiana. Got it. got it. So I had then put it on the app store so that they could use it. And I put the keyword driving for dollars in there and I had to call it something. So I came up with a name and I got a logo. Then people started to find it because they were searching driving for the dollars. Yeah. yeah. So that soon after that is when I realized that there's something here mm -hmm. that other people want to use. Yep. Let me ask you this. How many, how many active users mm -hmm. did you have your first year, year one? I know that we did not pay ourselves for a year and a half because it was slow going. I was just looking at... 2018, a picture of me and my business partner in 2018. So two years in, and our goal for a month of revenue was $3,000. So the app at the time was $50 a month. And so whatever 3,000 divided by 50 is, so. Uh, 3,000 divided by 50? Yeah, maybe, okay, maybe 600 people, is that right? Yeah, we'll do the math. This yeah. is year one, right? 3,000 divided by 50, mm -hmm. 60 people. Oh, 60. So 60 active, <laughs> right? 60. 60 active people. Two years in. Yeah, two years in. Two years in, in right. 60 act active people. $3,000 doesn't even pay for the lights in this building. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. This is a beautiful, big Thank building. You. No, but yeah. it goes to say how far you've come oh, yeah. in four years, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Beyond so, my wildest dreams. So let, let's, let's talk about present day, right? Yeah. And then we're going to get into your journey, which I'm very, very interesting to interested to know. Um, now it's 2022. It's it's March of 2022. Yep. How many active users do you have now? Now we've got 6,000 teams. So they have additional users too, but that's 6,000 teams. 6,000 yeah. teams. Yep. And what are they paying per month? Anywhere from $59 to 250 well, I guess technically, uh, yeah, three fifty. So the the monthly subscription would range from fifty nine to three hundred fifty dollars a month. Got it. Got it. I don't want to get too intricate because there would be a follow up question that I would ask you, right? And uh, I don't want to put all your financials out there. Sure. You know? um, I would have asked you another question in regards to that. Um, you know, hey, what's your average? You know, what's your average ticket? What's your average? You know, subscription, right? Um, but, um, we won't get into that, but here, let's do this. So you went from 60 users in 2018 to six, 6,000, 6,000, yeah. 6,000 yep. users and mm -hmm. teams. Mm -hmm. And they still have like their little sub, 
you know, sub users, right? right? Okay. Yeah. So grand total is like 15 to 20,000 people active every month. That that is that that is a complete I mean it's not even in the same ballpark at this point you know what I mean So a lot of people out there are wondering okay 4 years you know and and you you can think of this almost like one of those like startup you know tech companies this is what it is right it's like a startup tech company mm-hmm. even though that wasn't your intention behind it It wasn't right right uh, it kind of gives me that feel of the like Silicon Silicon Valley type, you know, like were you in the garage? Were you with you know living with mom? Were you in a bedroom? Were you and your partner, you know, renting a spot? What did that look like yeah. in the early years? Yeah. So in the very beginning, I had purchased a house, a ranch house, that they an investor had already refinished the basement to add two extra bedrooms. So it was an eighteen hundred square foot house. It was my first house that I ever bought for $180,000 and it had five bedrooms mm. and I had rented out four and lived in the fifth. What year was this? That would have been 2016. 16. Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of shocked because this is Indiana, right? In the Indianapolis. It is. Right? Yeah. You could get a five bedroom house for 180K back then. This is 2016. Well, technically it was a three bedroom house, but they had finished the basement to add two more bedrooms. Got it. Yeah. So it was a lot of bedrooms. Got it. Yeah, for 1,800 square feet. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it was perfect for me. Yeah. Because I was trying to maximize how much income I could get from it. So, yeah, it was, uh, it did provide income, but it also provided problems with Mm -hmm. that many people sharing one fridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is like your whole team is just living there. No, these weren't even team members. These were my coworkers at the job I had just quit. You were renting uh, I rented it out to them. To them. Yeah. Okay. The entire spot? That That's how I could work on Deal Machine for a year and a half without pay, partially, was because that covered my living expenses. See, this is, and I'm looking at the camera when I'm saying this, you know, it's for anybody that's either listening or watching. Um, everybody thinks that they can, that there's shortcuts to, to success, mm-hmm. right? Because whether you admit it or not, right, you, you, there, you are successful. You are a very successful person. Your company is succeeding. You know, you went from sixty to six thousand. You went from three making three thousand dollars gross rev to whatever it is now. And I'm hearing a couple things, man. I'm hearing a lot of sacrifice. You're talking about you didn't pay yourself for a year and a half, right? Right. Yep. A lot of sacrifice. Talk to me about some of the sacrifices you had to make when you were starting this company up. The sacrifices I felt came before that even there was something i noticed i I had a fantastic upbringing my parents gave me really good values that you should work hard for the money that you get but their parents lived through the great depression Mm -hmm. and it all their mentality was also that you should maximize how much you save and that was actually a a really good skill set for me and and through my 20s i maximized how much i could save Mm -hmm. um the flip side is though that I started, uh, I read the four hour work week mm-hmm. and I realized that there's only a limit to how much you can save, but there's not a limit to how much you can make. You can make so yeah. by the time that I had that good foundation, I had been saving a lot during my early twenties. So I had a bit of a nest egg. Before you turned the switch. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a nest eggs that I then totally spent everything through in order to make the dream of deal machine come true once i realized that was something other people found valuable yeah so, so l- let me ask you this by the way um because a lot of people a lot of entrepreneurs have that problem as far as 
I've noticed that whenever you're a big saver, you're mm -hmm. not a big maker. Mm. And when you're a big maker, you're not a big saver. Have you have you ran into some of that like out there in the entrepreneur world? Yeah, I also would say that I definitely swung the pendulum the other way. That's that's what I was saying. You you hit that switch right where what does that look like? Like where hey, okay, now I'm making a good amount of money. Thank God for the foundation that was installed in me. Right? Yeah, I mean, without that foundation, I wouldn't have been able to work a year and a half without pay for sure but there was a lot of sacrifice that happened during my 20s because if you're only making 50 60 thousand dollars or 70 maybe is maybe what i was making and you save 50 percent of that well that doesn't go very 30, far 35k so yeah. you've got to skip out on fun trips that yep. your friends are going to you can't take you can't date and have nice dinners because your budget for food is like, you know, yeah, shit, yeah. 800 bucks for the month. So there's, I felt like there was a lot of uh, sacrifice that I had made. Um, were and, you, uh, but I ahead. guess, yeah. So I guess once, once, I mean, Deal Machine took off beyond my wildest dreams, like so many times, I was like, this isn't really happening. This is, mm -hmm. this is pretty wild. So yeah, I spoiled myself with a, you know, really nice house that I love, really nice car that I love. Um, I had, bought some art that mm -hmm. I really love. Good and uh, yeah, I, I feel like pulled back a little bit because sometimes like more material things doesn't make you happier, but no. it felt, it, it, I needed to like go through that phase to we all counterbalance the other phase. We, we, we all do. And that's what people <clears throat> don't understand that you don't know, you don't know what you really want in life until you know what you don't want in life. You know yeah. what I mean? So I went through that phase back in like 17, 18 and, and uh, partially 2019 where I started dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars on stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Like what? Um, $50,000 chain, Peter Marco. Uh, there's a video out there on YouTube for it. <laughs> um, I resold it and got most of my money back. Um, I dropped you know, the guy wanted like 75K. I think I got like 50, I got it for That's like That's a beautiful 50, watch. Thank you. This is Peter Marco also in Beverly Hills. <clears throat> um, this is my wedding uh, ring. That was, I bought it from Peter Marco. If you don't know who Peter Marco is, uh, he's like a celebrity jeweler. But I will say this, as a business owner and you're a business owner and he's a business owner, Peter Marco, even though he's a celebrity jeweler, you know, multi eight figure guy, he is one of the most humblest servants out there. Quick story about Peter Marco, right? One of the little diamonds falls out of my wedding ring. I'm in and out out of LA. I'm at a I'm at a really nice hotel at a nice restaurant, and I'm like, hey brother, I gotta swing by, you know, give you the ring, da da da, da and I might, you know, I don't finish my stuff till this or whatever. He says, I'll tell you what, Carlos, we're closed by the time that your flight's gonna take off. We're closed, but my wife and I will actually just deliver it to wherever you are. That's amazing. When he showed, when he rolled up with his wife and I came out of the restaurant for just two minutes to pick up my ring, I said, Peter, you got yourself a lifelong client, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, you know, going back to your situation, which is Deal Machine, mm -hmm. what did you do? You know, uh, I know offering exceptional customer service might have been one thing, but what did you specifically do? What can you think back and say, you know what? That was the catalyst of this rapid wildfire when it comes to the growth of deal machine yeah what moves give me your give me one two or three moves that you made as a business owner mm -hmm. that just shot you to the moon yeah that is a good question and i do have some specific answers but i also feel that it was lucky in terms of timing i think that you always there's always luck and timing as part of the equation but hard work and certain decisions are required too 
So okay. that being said, you know, the luck and the timing was like, well, there wasn't something like that out there at mm -hmm. the time that we hit the marketplace, so to speak. Yep. That now there are a lot of options out there and, mm. uh, but it doesn't matter. Lucky, they, they, won't, they won't catch up. Lucky that, <laughs> that we've pulled off the stunt, uh, to, to still, you know, be, I believe like a lot more popular than any of the other options. Um, so I think uh, a part of that is, uh, certainly we need to invest in customer service. So that's really mm -hmm. good. And a big difference I think is if you go to the app stores and you see, if you look at the history of updates, from what I can tell, anything else that's come out has been go to the app store right now. As you're speaking. Go ahead. <laughs> has been built, but not updated in mm -hmm. a pretty long time. But Deal Machine gets an update every two weeks. I love that. So pouring a lot of resources uh, into focusing on continuing to innovate mm -hmm. has been, I think, a big reason why we've stayed where we are. I I, <clears throat> I love what you're saying. Um, you know that happens with a lot of these these uh, these companies, especially these tech companies, right? They feel like once they're making a good amount of money, it's just about sustaining mm -hmm. right? or maintaining, you know, and they they don't innovate, you know, and, and I just I literally was um, I was driving to the gym this morning and I saw this huge truck, this huge semi and it says innovate or die. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Innovate or die. And I feel like a lot of these companies out there and I hope like Bradley isn't listening to, to this, but uh, even the Lightspeed that's built on like a. 20 to 30 year old infrastructure you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. is that what you're running into with when it comes to certain competition well some of the competition and a lot of them were created after we were after, on the marketplace yeah. but what i noticed is they've created that carbon copy as close as they could and then they have not updated their apps in the last whatever six months would, would you months. say would you say that oh man that was an ad i can't even count that uh, you have over 3,000 reviews and they are all five stars. There is no other app. I'm, I'm checking through these apps. I'm the Driving for Dollars app, um, three well, we, and a half stars with 48 reviews. I mean, that's an easy choice for me. I'm going to go with Deal Machine. You know what I mean? Right. So the, the reviews are important to us as well. Uh, we, we are, we're not perfect. Five stars? We're not perfect, right? It's a 4.8 rating. Okay. And we always <laughs> we always strive to be perfect, but it's not possible. Yeah. Um, we we do really want to get that feedback and make sure people are really happy. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's let's talk about you for a second here. Um, where were you born? I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Love it. I'll be there next week. Um, I don't know. There's not. What is there to do there besides like maybe like the art? Actually, know, the art. Right. St. Louis has the very best free things to do. Uh, they've got a amazing uh, art museum. You, you'll have to check out this place called the City Museum. So that's okay. not actually free, but it is a 11-story warehouse building where this artist created an adult playground. Mm. There is a school bus like halfway hanging off the roof. The entire front of the 11-story building is this uh, jungle gym for adults that's made out of rebar. There's... Um, and unfortunately, he was building his second project, which was like this giant outdoor concrete park. And, uh, mm -hmm. and he passed away mm -hmm. doing what he loved. But it is a treasure. Like, you got to yeah. check out the city museum. But the other thing in St. Louis that's worth checking out is the zoo. So it's constantly the number one or two ranked zoo in the country, and it's free. So those wow. are some things to check out. Okay. Well, I'll be there next week. and uh, Might have... be cold for the zoo. Yeah. It's cold in St. Louis it? right now. Yeah. Is it snowing? 
I don't think it's snowing at this moment, but okay. it, if you don't like the weather in St. Louis, stick around. It changes a lot. So gotcha. bring a couple times. Do you still have family clothes. there? Yeah, my parents live there in the, the same house that they got married in. Amazing. That I grew up in. Amazing. Okay. So born in St. Louis, um, you know, kind of a smaller town, right? Compared to some of the towns, yeah. you know, that you've visited lately. Yeah. Three million metro area. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then what did, what did childhood look like for you? Like, did you, you know, did you go to a good school? You know, did, mm -hmm. were you always, were you always thinking of, man, what can I do to make some money? What was your first entrepreneur venture as a kid or as a teenager? <laughs> so actually my i was like intrigued by work and my parents were like no no you don't need to do that go have fun be a kid but i was like i want to cut the grass yeah and so they allowed me to cut the grass maybe when i was a little bit too small to do that safely but i loved it mm -hmm. and then when you finish cutting the grass you have to sweep the sidewalks and so i put together with the remote control car that i had i like made a trailer out of the like connector set yeah. and then i put a battery with a motor and attach this like fan blade from this like airplane that I had. And I would drive that thing around to blow the grass back off of the sidewalk. And that was like my first invention. And I was also building things to annoy my older sister. Yeah. Like uh, I had this. What's one of the funniest things you built to annoy her? Yeah. So she, <laughs> I had built a triggered audio clip and this was before smartphones and like computers would let you do this that easily because um, i had like a 301 electronic kit where you you could like it had a bunch of wires and it had a bunch of components and you could follow instructions to like make these projects so i would do that and as soon as she would go in her room and shut the door it would trigger this wire that would start this timer and then play an audio recording of me just saying something stupid mm -hmm. and i i would hear her scream she'd like get out of my room so and that, I was sitting with yeah, my parents in the family yeah. room, just laughing, you know, yeah. and they were, they were like trying to keep the peace, but they thought it was hilarious too, because yeah. they knew I wasn't in a room. So early, early on, what, what age was, was this happening at? Like definitely grade school, third grade. Okay. I'm not really sure what age you are in third grade. So you were already, <clears throat> what, let me ask you this. What inspired you to, to go towards that route? Like I, mm -hmm. I wasn't building robots or, you know, <laughs> right. Or you know, landscaping machines, you know, like what, what inspired you to go that route? Like what, what did you used to watch? What kind of programming was your father? Was it your yeah. mother? Was it a show? Like what urged you to do that? Yeah, I, that's a really great question. So I did not even know that my mom was a computer programmer and my dad was a project manager for software until like college, honestly. So, yeah. But that is very similar to what I was interested in. I don't know. It was just natural things that I like gravitated towards and my parents recognized at an early age mm -hmm. to like get me more of those kind of toys. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. And when I was in sixth grade, my mom said, you know, you can do this for a job. It's called engineering. Mm. And I thought that was like making booby traps. Yeah. So I was like, I want to be an engineer. Yep. And I, I did that. That's not what I am really passionate about because I didn't ever have a job in the engineering yeah. that I studied Yeah. because there wasn't enough self-direction or freedom. Uh, um, like I had taken this free to be you, to be a creator. Like it was like, Hey, do this and that's it. Don't step outside of that. Right. Well, I did have a pretty cool job after college where I was the only engineer at this small company, which allowed me a lot of freedom. 
to create. Mm -hmm. But one of my best friend's wedding, I actually had to leave the wedding. I was in the wedding party, but I had to leave during the wedding and go fix this like critical issue that was going on with, couldn't wait. with that company. It couldn't yeah. wait because there was only one engineer. So I was like, well, this really sucks. And I, I, I'm like not able to spend time with yeah. my friend during his wedding. And so that was a big motivation to then get into rental properties, which was my next step. To try to gain some financial freedom in the future and right. Right, live however you want to live. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But specifically, I wanted to stop taking my computer everywhere and sleeping with it Got in case it. something went wrong. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, that that's crazy. Let me ask you this: What was the first thing you did as a young entrepreneur, as a as either a child or a teenager, um, that you actually made some money, you mm. know, doing doing this specific thing? Yeah, I don't have amazing story about. Did you flip anything at selling school? stuff? Did you, you know? sell shoes? Did you sell inventions, chocolates? I did. I don't have any great stories like that. And how did you earn? I didn't really know about entrepreneurship until like reading like the four hour work week. Yeah. But that was later. That wasn't in grade school. Well, how did you, how did you make your first dollar? Doing landscaping for that, somebody at church. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about that. It was such awful work. Yeah. Pulling weeds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were at church that your dad was like, Hey son, you want to make some money? You better start asking some people if you can cut their grass. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's kind of he, like, again, like they weren't like forcing me to work, but I kind of like wanted to work. Yeah. Um, I, at every step, like I wanted to do that chore. And then I, I probably did start asking like, Hey, do you guys need any, any lawn care? I, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I remember, I don't think my parents ever pushed me to do that. Yeah. I think that I, I naturally kind of wanted to do that. And, and you know what, what's the funny part is every entrepreneur that we've had here on this podcast it's very similar patterns, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's similar patterns, right? If you can ask anybody that's in the studio, um, you know, they 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 flip something, they sold something, they they invented something. That you know what I mean? Like it, it's just like it, everything. Like everything is the same except like the the place and the time and the story. You know what I mean? The yeah. the, the object or whatever. But it, it's something that we as entrepreneurs, even as little kids, are already doing naturally mm -hmm. you know we're organically doing these things like mm -hmm. nobody told you uh hey build this invention that's going to help you save you time and, and make your job easier to blow all the grass yeah, yeah. right nobody you it's something that you kind of you know creatively just said you know what i'm gonna do that because it's gonna help me do this right and just doing it was even more fun than the result you were of doing blowing it, like it off remote, right yeah just the the joy of like trying to put something together was really intriguing to me so let me let me ask you back back to your very successful business venture now, Deal Machine. Um, how obsessed did you become over Deal Machine? Very obsessed, and like did you did you become Leonardo DiCaprio in the avi Aviator obsessed, where he locks himself in the room and I think he had like some health issues, right? Like obsessive compulsive disorder or something. Uh -huh. Did you get to that level, or what well, level did you get to? <sighs> That's a good question. If you haven't watched The Aviator with Leo, you, you oh, should. Oh, I have. It's been a while. Okay. Fantastic. A three and a half movie. hour yeah. masterpiece. Great, great entrepreneur movie, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think I think one of the things that I actually uh, learned something last year, because mm -hmm. I've always been kind of a high performer and I take a lot of pride in 
doing things that have a good outcome, mm-hmm. you know? And so Deal Machine got the 36 fastest growing company in America on the Inc. 5000 list, that's which is like they rank that's, stuff that's pretty every good. year. That's pretty good. I couldn't have asked for a, a better. Yeah, thank you. And and uh, so we got the award in April, but then right at that moment, something started happening where we like stopped growing. And so we were getting all this press about being really fast growing and being and in Indiana. Yeah. And so I, I really like personally was like in a hole because I was so obsessed with the success of Deal Machine that it really personally affected me and my relationships. And I really retracted, which is the opposite of what's good when you're struggling mm-hmm. with something. Yeah. 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 So it took me a while to, to come out of that uh, and realizing that like I'm not the my worth as a person isn't just the outcome of the work that I'm doing. You're, you're talking about uh, more of an identity, identity crisis maybe, or maybe not attaching your identity to a specific, you know, thing or right. Or in this case, uh, a business. Yeah. We, we had never had anything but like an up, right. I mean, in the beginning we, we weren't growing fast, but at least it wasn't, it was still like going up a little bit by little bit. But at this point, what I'm saying is it's, beautiful where you're you're headed with this that you know everything about deal machine it was like you 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 attach your identity so much to everything about deal machine so whenever deal machine was doing good you were like oh i'm doing good like me as a person i'm doing good right oh yeah whenever deal machine was struggling you're like i'm i'm a mess i'm struggling right so and and one of the things that one of my coaches actually told me uh he says carlos your business should only be an extension of you. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. You shouldn't attach your identity to that business because what's going to happen, right? It, it's very fragile. It's very fragile. Fragile situation. If you attach your identity to a, a something external like a business or a person, right? Um, when something does go wrong, um, yeah. you're going to go through an identity crisis. Yeah. Is that something that you would say? I'm not going to sit here and say, obviously, that you went through a full-blown identity crisis and you, you went like you know Kanye West on people. No, I'm not saying that, right? But did you, what, what happened during that time? And how, many, how long did it last? And how did you come out of it? What did you do? Yeah, well, there, I mean, I think that it was probably from April through October, November. So, uh, a so good six, six months. months yeah. yeah, but then I think still, even after that, it took, it took a few months of me to like, Talk to me about some of those struggles. Mm-hmm. Like, what did, what did that look like? You know, what was going through your head? What, what did you feel? Did you go through some anxiety? Did you go through some depression? Did you go through some uncertainty? Because a lot of us as entrepreneurs, I've had those breakdowns, believe it or not, 2017, 2019, and September of 2021. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, yeah. and I've grown every time, but, you know, I've had those breakdowns, you know? Right. And as I've talked to more entrepreneurs that are really successful, like yourself, I've learned that it's pretty normal. It's a very normal thing. <laughs> yeah, but Absolutely. it didn't feel like it. It did not feel like that at all. I certainly had anxiety. It was keeping me up at night. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having to go see a doctor because if you don't sleep, you can't do anything else. I went else. through the same thing. <clears throat> but also, personally, I lost my sex drive, which impacts your relationships. Well, hold on. You lost your testosterone because you were stressed the heck out. I definitely you know do I mean? think like, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You, you're, you're, yeah. And we're going to dive deeper into that. I remember in 2017 when, when I was going, man, I, I can tell you this. 
in 2017, it started with, man, I don't feel good. Something's yeah. off. Mm-hmm. By the way, I didn't know that it was stress. Mm-hmm. It's just stress. It's pressure and stress, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't feel good. Because I'm always so used to just being a healthy like athlete, you know, and, 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 and a bulldozer. I'm like, man, I don't feel good. All right, I'm going to go for a run. Okay, I'll go. I went for a run. I'm like, man, I feel a little dizzy. I don't feel good. It started there, right? Mm-hmm. Then I started getting aches and pains in like my stomach. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and then it's like, oh, is it my kidneys? You know, then you start to freak out. Is something physically, right, health-wise wrong with me? So then I'm like, man, I don't feel like myself. Something's off. I started visiting every doctor you can think of. I visited, I did a heart uh, a heart stress test. I did a, I did what I did MRIs. Um, I did brain scans. I mean, I did blood work. I'm like, doc, doc, you got to find something because something's off. Yeah, I don't feel like my normal self. At the end, when every like, uh, Carlos, you are one of the healthiest human beings I've ever examined. You might have what's called GAD, general anxiety disorder. Mm. You have so much pressure on yourself. You have so much. You're dealing with so much stress that you know you you don't even realize that that's what's going on that's why you're not eating that's why you're not sleeping that's why you don't feel like your normal self mm-hmm. so what was the first thing they did and which is i i don't disagree because i needed to get my life back mm-hmm. right you know i'm gonna recommend that uh you see a psychiatrist mm. and that then, probably gives you stress hearing that and then i'm like what man I'm, I'm you know i'm in my late 20s at this point i'm like a psychiatrist like i'm not crazy right <clears> yeah <throat> I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust the process, whatever. I go to the psychiatrist. He says, Carlos, um, you know, I've been doing this for 40 years, man. Like you are, you're, you're there. You're going to need 0.5 dosage or milligrams of clonopin and 20 uh, milligrams of paroxetine. Mm. This is what's going to help you get your life back. So what did I do? You know how it is, man. When you're in that situation, you're like, well, if I take this, I can get air, I can regain everything I lost <laughs> and get back on the bicycle and keep building my companies and keep doing what I'm doing, right? So I did it. I got on Clonopin, I got on Paxo. I didn't get off of that stuff till about late 2018, right? A year, some change, uh, about a year later. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got off of it and like four months later, I relapsed. Uh, mm. 2019, now the year's 2019. Mm. We're throwing our biggest event. I'm dealing with more stress. I'm we're building more things. None of that stuff has stopped, right? Like I'm talking to you as a person and as an entrepreneur. We kept building so that you know more pressure, more stress, more responsibility. So 2019, I have a I, same thing, but now I know what it is, right? Now I don't have to go to doctors. I don't have to get stress tests. I'm like, ah, oh, let me just go get those pills. Start popping the pills again, right? And I, I've been very open about this, you know, uh, publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm like, okay, my goal is to get off this stuff. Mm-hmm. My goal is to get off everything. My goal is to be the healthiest version of me, right? Mm-hmm. In every aspect, you know, mental, physical, spiritual. So 2019, I get off again. I get off, uh, I'm sorry, now uh, 2019, I get on. 2020, I get off. I go a whole year again, mm-hmm. right? And then 2021, boom, I once again start. I'm growing the most I've ever grown once again. But now, brother, what I'm sitting here telling you is that, you know, I'm able to identify when it's pressure and when it's stress and that it's not like it's not me. You know, the the body just stores that stress. Right. So going back to, you know, I, I, I say all that to make you feel comfortable and to let you know that 
that is 99% of any massively successful entrepreneur out there. That is what comes with the territory. Why do you see all the crystals and the Palo Santo and, and, and the energy crystal beads? And yeah, because guess what, man? You know, I don't ever want to be in that situation again. And I was just in that situation in September. So I took a two, a two week, you know, uh, uh, sabbatical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A two week sabbatical to Tampa Bay, Florida. And I just sat on the beach and I recalibrated myself. I got, you know, I got my energy back. I got my, my power back. Right. So back to you, what did you do to come out of that hell of that hole that you were digging? Mm -hmm. What did you do specifically, man? Talk to me about that. What did I do specifically? Well, there, so I, I had a breakup, right? And that may have had its own problems, but that was like a snap out moment of, holy shit, you know. You had a breakup I can't with a, have a girlfriend? Fun. Right. A girlfriend. How long, how long was she your girlfriend? Two and a half years. Two and a so. half years. Okay. Yeah. That's a good amount of time for a girlfriend. It right? was a good amount of time, right? Absolutely. And again, there was other stuff that was probably going on there, but for me, that was a snap out moment for realizing that, man, I was not the person that I would like to be mm -hmm. for a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. And what's scary about it is I wasn't even aware of it for a long time. Like mm -hmm. that stuff was happening. I knew I didn't feel right, but I was not able, much like you said, uh, there, was, there was a period of time where you just didn't know what it was. And so I did not, you know, go and I didn't get, you know, referred to a psychiatrist and I didn't even really see anybody about it, but <clears throat> it was a much more serious problem than I, than I thought. Cause, uh, when you're feeling that way, you lose, I did lose my testosterone. I lost my sex drive. I lost, you lost your drive, a lot of period. the ability yeah. to have fun yeah. with any friends yep. because I'm so concerned or caught up with xyz that yeah. i'd really like to happen in my business mm -hmm. and as soon as that happens then i'll be okay but mm -hmm. there's always something else you know there's that's that's there was all, that moment never came yep. so i think some of the things that i that i did to pull out of it was i went to a new place uh, I got a place in Austin, Texas, where it's warm instead of cold and gloomy in Indiana. There you go. So I realized like the weather, better weather would help me out. And uh, a buddy of mine asked me to do this. Uh, luckily, a buddy of mine asked me to do a $500 car race. And that is an activity. And I was, he yeah, invited me to be a driver in this thing. And and that that is an activity that commands all of your attention in real time. So you have to be present. So you cannot think about anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would say those are two things that I did to help pull myself out. Three things, brother, that... Um, and from stop working so, so much. much. Yeah. Uh, three things that I've noticed that completely goes to shit mm -hmm. when it comes to entrepreneurs. One is relationships. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Girlfriend, wives, kids. Yeah. You know, all, any... Like friends, relationships. Mm -hmm. Two, health, mm -hmm. health, like physical health, mental, you know, mental and physical health. I don't know if you've seen some of that go on in entrepreneurs, right? Right. Three is their spiritual, uh, spiritual life, their spirituality. Mm -hmm. Those are three of the biggest things that I've seen become, you know, honestly, like they be, they begin to erode. Yeah. Um. That that is a and if you if you if you think about all the athletes and uh 
even you know uh, movie stars and and musicians and some of the entrepreneurs that we look up to like a Jeff Bezos divorced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk divorced right you see what i'm saying right like we the people we look up to like bill gates i don't look up to bill gates now but divorced you know um the, the if you look at that right in entrepreneurship you know what how old are you right now 32 brother you're in your early 30s man it's like you already know it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing when you know you know when you do some reverse engineering you're like okay let me keep the end in mind and mm-hmm. let me and let me like okay i keep seeing this pattern of entrepreneurs failing at relationships health and uh their spiritual life so now that you know right mm-hmm. you, the, the awareness is there yeah what are you gonna do to try to maybe not completely prevent it but at least get through it yeah so you're not one of those <clears throat> entrepreneur statistics one very small habit that anybody can do is to celebrate these small wins so like if you're trying to close a real estate deal the the win isn't closing the deal but the win is like putting in five minutes on the dialer you know or uh and and then like celebrating that telling somebody about that so with my team i do these videos uh every other day usually and i'll tell them like three incredible wins that we had and before i would just stay silent because i was like well the, the big outcome that i want hasn't happened yet and so you're not, I, even, so you're I, not I, even smelling the flowers on no, the way there. No, totally yeah. not. But the the journey and making progress on the journey is like the win, right? And that's happening daily. Yeah. So celebrating that makes me feel better. And the, and the one thing I realized is as much as I wanted the company to like meet these goals, the company needs me to take care of myself. I need to be in like a happy, relaxed Absolutely. place. Absolutely. And so I needed to fix me before like doing anything uh, with the company again. But then the other thing was um, just reaching out to friends that I hadn't talked to in a long time and just asking them how they were doing and what they need help with and trying to shift the focus away from me and like onto that. somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that selfishly also feels good to me. Yeah. But it allowed me to reconnect with many people well, that I hadn't talked to in a long time. What you're doing is you're grounding yourself. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're grounding yourself, you know? When you go back, because it's funny, I just celebrated a birthday uh, Saturday, and I dressed up as uh, a lot of people are too young for this, but uh, the ambiguous gay duo from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the ambiguous gay duo. I was Ace. <laughs> no, I haven't seen okay. that one. I was Ace, and, and my my brother-in-law was Gary, right? And we're they're like superheroes, and they're they're they're, they're not like... Um, homosexual but they're they, ambiguous they're super ambiguous <laughs> right and um i invited nothing but like old friends 15 to 20 you know year relationships i invited nothing but close family brother i i can i can soundly say it was the best birthday i've ever had that's amazing i had the most fun you know like so what i, I know what you're doing is you're you're grounding yourself which is a beautiful thing and my next question to you is this right what are you doing? What are some of the things that you're doing now that that can help an entrepreneur out there that may be going through or will go through what we went through, right? What what can they do? Mm-hmm. You you said you you joined the five hundred dollar car race or something, right. right? You're reaching out to old buddies, you know, making right. some of those connections again. You know, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to be more present? Are you trying to enjoy life a little more? Are you trying to ground yourself a little more? You know what I mean? All of that, yes, and hard physical activity especially outside is a good stress reliever Beautiful. so i try to make sure i do that every day well, what week. specifically does that look like 
lifting weights outside outside in luckily you can something. do that in austin texas in the winter time maybe you can't do that everywhere mm -hmm. but yeah is that like at your house or at a gym that's outside if you so that's a gym that's outside but when i was still in indianapolis i also started doing hot yoga mm. which had a similar effect because it's really hot in the yep. room your sweat every gland in your body is sweating yeah and that feels so it good. was cleansing yeah it, that feels so good <clears throat> maybe it didn't feel good while you were doing it but you felt very grateful after right yeah it's a good pain you know? i was gonna say because i've been wanting to do that and uh they're like yeah you probably shouldn't start there you should start somewhere else but i'm like ah oh, man but you know everybody keeps talking yeah. about this so like you remember the wolf of wall street where matthew mcconaughey is like you got okay. you know digits you know he's like this is really acidic shit you know right right above the shoulders he's like uh you know how many how many days do you jerk off mm -hmm. i remember that i remember that yeah remember. he's like you gotta you gotta keep the rhythm below the shoulders yeah. you know you've got to do something physical maybe not that uh but to to get my body uh out of the like really intense thoughts that are just winding around every day Absolutely. all day absolutely uh okay well that's great man let me ask you this deal machine what what's your what do you see like do you uh, do you see an exit internal external exit um what do you what do you see so yeah that's a it's a good question to ask because there's been a couple other software companies in the space that had a pretty big exit yeah yeah so that day there was like three days where i was like oh i gotta get a hold of all these guys at the title company so i'll hit up and found everybody on LinkedIn, sent them all a direct message, and then I didn't hear anything back. <laughs> yeah. and that was like a three-day stint, and I was like, how about I just go back to building the vision that we're excited about yeah. that's three years into the future, mm -hmm. that's big enough that it doesn't even feel real. Yeah. And I see that you guys feel the same way too, right? Your definition of ambition is whatever you think success is, think bigger than that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I went through an exercise to do that. And the value that my team puts on the future is why they get excited every day and me and why I get excited every day. So, you know, if somebody came and approached us about purchasing Deal Machine, I mean, I would certainly, you know, hear their pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it's, it's not the focus of what we're working on right now. The reason I ask is because uh, I truly do believe that you are, uh, this isn't the end for you. This is just the beginning. Like mm -hmm. I really do feel and see that for you. You know, almost like Elon Musk when he, you know, he built PayPal. You yeah. Know, when he built PayPal, like everybody's like, oh, PayPal, the greatest thing on earth, which is still an amazing, you know, amazing thing, amazing platform, amazing technology. But the fact of the matter is that was probably, you know, that wasn't nowhere near the end for him. I mean, look, he's Tesla now, and you know, uh, SpaceX and, you know, the list goes on, you know, now he's doing uh, something with uh, solar, you know, mm -hmm. right? So again, that's what I feel Deal Machine will be for you, whether you exit internally, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you brought uh, a gentleman with you. Uh, yeah, Matt. Yeah, what's what, what's his position with you? Head of partnerships. Okay, so yeah. you see, again, there's there's, you can exit internally in the future because that's what Sal and I are going to do with some of our companies. Mm, exit internally, yeah. Where you we yeah. we we hire a CEO, mm -hmm. and guess what? A CEO is going to run some of our companies better than we run them because there's only a hundred percent of us. Yeah, and we have so many companies that we're distributed in so many different ways. Yeah, right. We're giving ten percent here, 
10% there, 15 here, 20 there. Well, guess what? If I hire CEOs for my biggest money makers, seven mm -hmm. and eight figure companies, then they're gonna do a better job than I would because they're giving 100%. And then I can just come in with my little five or 10%, almost like to consult or you know help with decision-making. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about as far as, as far as you go. Yeah. Well, Matt certainly does his job way better than I could ever do it. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> Everybody's got special talents and gifts. So I think for me, the, the journey is now less about making more money and buying more stuff, art, yeah. cars, and houses, uh, unless they're rental quick, houses. Right? Does that get old quick though? I mean, I still really like the art and the car and the house. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying the, when you have so like you, you, you have this surplus of money coming in and you're like, man, I always wanted a Lamborghini or mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, man, I Ferrari always for me. There you go. Right. I, yeah. uh, 458 or what? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, Italia, right. Italia. I got the spider. So you oh, I love drop the, the top. Yeah. And I'm not even a Ferrari guy. I'm not a Lamborghini guy. I don't fit in those things. I'm a Rolls mm -hmm. Royce guy. Right. But, um, you know, when you got your fill, because mm -hmm. right? you kind of got your feel, if you get a Ferrari 458 spider, like, it still That's, fulfills, yeah. It's pretty filling, right? Fulfilling, right? Um, outside of that, it's like, what are you going to buy? A spaceship, you know what I mean, right? So you get your fill, and you're like, okay, cool. I got my fill. Mm -hmm. Back to work I go. Mm -hmm. right? Is that kind of how I went down for you? Yeah, absolutely. Good. And the journey is about learning. I love learning. I love figuring stuff out. Back yeah. from when I was making the grass blower and yeah. the booby trap for my sister. I love the process of figuring out how to put that together. And so if the company's growing, mm -hmm. the best thing that I can take from that is learning how to lead a company like that, that's now requiring more of me, that's going to require me to learn new skills to manage, you know, 10, 20 extra people. <clears throat> and if I didn't have the company, I'm not sure where I would get that fulfillment from as far as learning and figuring stuff out. I'm sure you know this, by the way, and, and I'll just give you some advice that I've kind of learned along the way. It's like, the more you grow, the more everything around you grows. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, what does that look like? Well, brother, in 2019, I started spending a good amount of money on coaching. Uh, and by the way, don't don't just jump on any coach, right? Like specific coaches for what you feel you need in your life, right? Um, I hired a spiritual mentor. I hired a personal development coach. I hired a business coach, right? Um, you know, I, I've, I did a lot of different investments when it comes to me. I feel like I am the best investment. I am the catalyst, you know, and I, I know if someone out there is probably like, wow, look at the air against the ego and the pride. Absolutely not. I'm just being a hundred percent because if I take care of myself, everything else gets taken care of, right? If I grow everything around, everything and everyone around me grows, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of what I see for you. I feel like you are in a place in your life right now where it's time for you to start investing into yourself. And I'm not talking about material things. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, you know, spirituality. I'm talking about business, right? I just joined a, we just made a reel about this. I didn't have to pay for Annie Frisella's Aretta Syndicate, but guess what? Annie Frisella is a nine figure producer and his company's worth over, you know, a, a bill. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, do I want to learn from this guy? Yeah, so let me check that out. Yeah. But then the other thing is, you know, it's like proximity is one thing. Again, I'm a, I am was already on this podcast, October 2020. I'm going to do this podcast again. I didn't have to pay for this, but I'm like, I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. So I'm going to keep investing in myself. So that's why I joined, you know, mm -hmm. I respect him. You know, I look up to him. I want to build something that he's built. I see that for you. It's like, okay, where can I invest in my health? I don't know if that, if that you know, entails a 
personal chef. I don't know if that, you know, a personal trainer. I don't know, you know, a, a uh, uh, what do you call it? A biohacker, right? You join a biohacker, whatever, right? So it's like health, you know, that's one yep. thing, one thing that I <clears throat> would love to see you growing, right? Because mm -hmm. you're, you're 32 years old. The next thing is like, I want you to invest into your relationships mm -hmm. and that takes zero money. Mm -hmm. You see the other, the health part takes some money. Mm -hmm. The relationship part doesn't take a lot of money, right? That takes energy and time, right? right? Yeah. The other thing is like invest into your spirituality. Mm -hmm. Keep growing internally as a person because the more that you grow internally, the more that your external is gonna grow and, and you've already done an amazing job at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think Thanks. of some of that feedback? Yeah, I mean, I think that's where I need to head next and where I've started to head in the past couple of months. But one thing that I realize is if you if your money can go away, but the stuff that you learn along the way Absolutely. can never go away. Yep. And I think that I'll learn uh, on another level if I'm being and focusing on being more thoughtful with the relationships that I have and want to have and the spirituality that maybe I haven't explored yet. When do you turn 33? July. July of this year. Mm -hmm. What does 35 look like for David Letko? Boy, that's a good question. What does it look? I know, put him on the hot seat, huh? What What does it look like on? Uh, you know, what does it look like? What What does your health look like at thirty five? Because you seem to be in pretty good shape right now. Thank what you. does your health look like at thirty five? Thanks. Yeah, I, th I feel like I'm in maybe like a little bit of a rut because I do feel like I'm pretty healthy, and I'm not sure how to take that to the next level. Do you have any advice for? envisioning that do yeah, you have do a 75 big change for yourself do 75 hard you know what 75 hard is i've seen it yeah have you done it i've done it once and i'm doing it again let me show you <clears throat> download an app i took two months off of being extremely crazy this is what i look like in november right? looks pretty good yeah that's what i look like in november for anybody out there if you want to zoom in but check this out let me show you the app right i didn't use the app the first time which was a huge mistake uh, I'm not really tech savvy the way you okay. are. Okay, all right. But if you download this app, right, right now, brother, I am in day three again of okay. my journey. It's 75 days, right? All right. As you can see today, I've already did my first workout. I I took a progress picture because you can take it from within the app. Mm -hmm. I'm following a diet. I, I'm not going to have cheat meals or alcohol, right? I already did my 10 pages of reading on the way here. I nice. read two chapters from uh, Power Versus Force. Okay. So all I got to do now is drink one gallon of water, which I'm about 80 ounces away. I'll mm -hmm. get there. And then I got to do a second workout. The second workout does have to be outside. Mm -hmm. But what I love about that is that you can walk outside. You can just walk with intention. You can walk your dogs. You mm -hmm. can rollerblade. You can ride a bike. Um, or you can do whatever. You can go climb a mountain, whatever you want to do. But as you can see, if you really want to challenge yourself to the next level, that's what you're going to have to do, my friend. That seems really intimidating. You did, just you said, successfully did it. I have successfully done it once, and this is my did second Did you ever time. fail or miss anything? Oh, brother, I've, I've had to re restart you did. a you few had to times. Restart? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like taking the uh, real estate you know, a agency test. You know, you, People fail that like nine times before they get it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this will change... This will change your life. Yeah. You can ask my wife because my wife is, um, she's watching me go through this again. And she's, she literally, she's like, hey, babe, um, what if I start tomorrow? Mm. Right. My mm -hmm. wife. 
And, and by the way, I'm actually kind of hot right now because, uh, you know, it does speed up your metabolism, right? And the energy is stupid. And the creativity and the clarity, holy shit, man. You're going to build like the next Tesla or something if you get on this thing, right? You already have what it takes, by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, she's like, babe, I'm just seeing what you, like yesterday, watch this. I get home around uh, 6.30 p.m. And I know that my massage therapist is coming over at 8 p.m. And I'm like, babe, I still have 50 ounces to go with my water. I haven't done my second workout, right? And she just sees what I'm doing. And she's like, babe, like you're inspiring me. You know, you're, you're, you're leading by example. So she's like, it makes me want to step my game up. So if you ever do decide to take, it, to take on that challenge, brother, I would love for you to notify me. Hey, Carlos, just want to let you know, it's day one for me. All right. And I, and I don't know if you know this, but I, at one point, weighed 270 pounds. Okay. I weigh 223 pounds right now. I, oh, wow. At one point, yeah, I so. lost over 50 pounds. I'm yeah. up a little bit. That's why I'm on it again. Mm -hmm. I'm up about seven pounds from where I was a few months ago or whatever. But I lost about 50 pounds, right? I can only imagine what's going to happen for you. You're already kind of a in-shape dude. You're probably going to get super ripped. Find the hottest wife, the hottest wife, but the smartest wife and a very emotionally intelligent wife and then you're going to get with her and then at 35 <clears throat> you're already married you have a kid your businesses Ooh. are booming your health is the best it's ever been the relationships are just somewhere you never thought it could be you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. that's what i would love to that's my desire for you at 35. What, that's a pretty compelling vision i should start doing and looking into I, the 75 day heart i mean can you just jump blindly in it or do I need to consult you, you, my you, doctor or what do you? No, no, you, uh, <clears throat> when, when do you get back to, uh, to your, your home? Your, Later tonight. You can start it tomorrow. And if you want me to coach you through it, guess what? I'm on day three. You'll be Holy in day one. I'll be in day crap. four. If All right. you want me to hold you to it. Yeah. If you want me to hold you to it. Are you guys hearing this? This man, this is a tough, by the way, you know, this is, this is pretty tough. That is scary to commit to. Yeah. I think that there's what's a, going through your mind right now. Yeah. What's going through your mind and your gut. I feel like I should do it. All right. Then yeah. we're going to hold each other accountable. All right. I'm on day three. Tomorrow's day. Tomorrow's one day one. And there's no excuses. Cause if you have any questions, you have my personal cell phone number. Yeah. You can literally, you can call me. Hey brother, I'm a little confused. How do I do this? When do I do that? What does that consist of? Is a garage workout still considered indoor or is that outdoor? I will walk you and coach you through it all. All right. Because it changed my life. We're doing it. Okay. <laughs> We're doing it, man. Guys, for anybody listening out there or watching, as you guys can see, this man who's already a massively successful entrepreneur just committed to the next level of his life. I don't know what I just committed to you. There you go. Brother, this any, is stressful. Uh, thank you. I, yeah. But it's a good stress. But it should relieve the stress. It's a good stress. It's yeah. a good stress. Any uh, any words of advice to any aspiring or active entrepreneur out there, man? I was just looking back. Which at camera does it look at? This one. Boom. I was just looking back at my history, and I started in 2016, and it wasn't until 2018 that we had made enough dollars to pay ourselves for the first time. And so my best advice just like Carlos's first deal took six months and $1,400 is not to quit too soon and to understand what it took other successful people to get to where they're at and not just take a look at where they're at now and feel like you're not good enough to feel like you're not getting the results. Even if you've put in five months of work to try to get that first real estate deal or whatever it is that you're working towards, my advice is just not to quit too soon. Boom. Guys,
Mr. David Leco, Deal Machine. Um, how can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. D are you active though? Are you one of those dudes that's like not active or are you active? I'm active, yeah. I wasn't okay. always active, but I've, I'm active. Okay. Yeah, as of this morning. As of this morning, okay. <laughs> uh, no, and in, in the last uh, couple of months there you too. Go. There yeah, you go. And, but you can find me D Leco, D L E C K O. And of course, you know, my business is Deal Machine. You can go to that website to learn more. Beautiful. Brother, thank you for. Thank you so much. Sure. So good to be here. Guys, that's another episode. We'll see you next week. Thank you. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I smit that on a necklace. I told 